Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Recording. Yes, I am. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Oh, oh my God! So tired. <laughs> I know. We work hard for the money, y'all. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm so glad it is the mother fucking weekend. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Although that being said, this will be coming out first thing Monday morning on what or what we should also say is what is it? Um, Liza Minnelli's birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. Love it. Happy birthday! She's like, Mama, Mama, it's my birthday. I like to say she's Auntie Liza. Oh, <laughs> Liza Minnelli's birthday is on Monday. It's very exciting. Do you have any plans for Monday? Are you celebrating her birthday uh, in a meaningful way? Well, I will be uh, starting a two-week train, two-week training uh, course on 3D, um, 3D oh, pattern cool. making. So, yeah, wow. yeah it'd be oh, pretty that's cool. Exciting. Yeah. Girl yeah. power. That's all hey. I'm gonna say. You go, girl. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> the girl that had to take math class in summer school is now learning how to do 3D. Suck it, bitches. It does get better. <laughs> Science and technology. Beep boop, 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 y'all. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What about um, you? Gonna uh, be popping bottles or anything? Right? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, yeah. this is so funny because we work so hard. <laughs> it's gonna be nonstop oh. champagne popping because it's Liza Minnelli's birthday on Monday, and I'm just like, I'm gonna be drinking champagne at my desk at work all day long, and people are gonna be so confused. <laughs> and honestly, I don't care. I don't care. Just break it up um, with a little, uh, little disco music, little cocaine. Oh yeah, little Studio Fifty Four, little beaded exactly. pantsuits. Nothing says Liza Minnelli's birthday like a little bit of cocaine. Um, cool. In a beaded yeah. pantsuits. Hello. Well, that's true. I've been meaning to wear that beaded pantsuit I bought last week. Um, so that's gonna be great. Can't wait to wear that. Um. Did I tell you it's pink? <laughs> you didn't have to. <laughs> it's my color. <laughs> um, yeah. So the reason we're talking about Liza Minnelli's birthday is because mm-hmm. we're talking about the movie Cabaret. Uh-huh. It's not really French, but that's what came out. Welcome. Bienvenue. Yeah, that's true. Welcome. Oh, God. I've been oh, singing these so songs good. all week. 
<laughs> like I just been ever since I watched this movie on a plane. By the way, I watched this movie twice on a plane. One way, go, once going to Mexico City, and then on the way home, watched it again on the ri- ride home from Mexico. You know City. what? This should just be like a default plane yeah. movie. I can it see was where great. this would be very satisfying. I know <laughs> Delta Airlines had me on. Uh, they got they had my back. So mm, classy. You know, shout out to that mediocre airline (laughs) (laughs) they got something right they had cabaret on demand so yeah um yeah so that was good and i was trying not to sing like in like row 20 seat b i was like i was just like maybe this time i'll be lucky (laughs) oh god it would have been so really hard too because it's like how do you not do arms how can you not do arm and hands when you're doing that (laughs) I'm like, Just sorry, like, old lady. <laughs> Didn't mean to push like, you into the um, aisle. <laughs> Maybe next time, but Ryan belt me in. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> A lot of shimmying. <laughs> and, you know, I was serving up Delta coach realness. <laughs> <laughs> to middle seat eleganza. Mm, toujours glamour. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah, as the Germans would say. Um, so, like, I was, like we've been saying, um, and enjoying ourselves thoroughly, we are talking about Cabaret. That's right. Um, this is from 1972. This is the most contemporary movie we have done to date. Yes. Um, which... Uh, so this is exciting. Got a lot of good feedback over on the social meds. So Yay. everyone's really excited for this one. So um, it's from ABC Pictures and Allied Artists. Um, let's see. We've got our good friend Eliza Minnelli, who plays Sally Bowles. Uh, Michael York plays Brian Roberts. Joel Gray plays the Master of Ceremonies. Helmut Grimm plays Maximilian von Huhn. Um, Fritz Wepper plays Fritz Wendel, and Marissa Berenson plays an Italian Landauer. Uh, the costumes of this movie are by Charlotte Fleming, and it's directed by none other than Bob Fosse, Mr. himself. Oh, God. Can't wait to do more I mean, I love that he went from being a choreographer to to a director and this mm-hmm. apparently I th- believe this was his second movie but anyhow um so Kathleen tell me all about this movie give me give me the deets <laughs> this movie um yes. just like like my experience with uh, seeing this movie that's right tell me your experience <laughs> with this movie <laughs> well I feel like wait I- so Kathleen what's your history with this movie <laughs> I'm going to cut all that out. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Well, I was actually really stoked to kind of talk about both of our experiences with this movie because I'm I'm, I'm sure they're pretty different. Mine is really weird. I actually, I saw this movie once as a young fledgling suburban theater nerd back in the early 90s as a teenager, you know, um, when I was watching all my other musicals. Um, Can I ask one thing? How, 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 how burgundy was your lipstick at this time? Oh, 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 
it was it was was it uh, ultra burgundy no 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 no. it had it was wet and wild and and it had a tinge of gold almost like a like a gold back shimmer to it i was Uh, really yeah the brown and uh, i did not overline them because i never needed overlining uh, what grade are we talking what grade Uh, are we talking uh picture it houston texas about 1993 94 what is that like sophomore year uh yeah like sophomore sophomore year love it love a good theater high school theater nerd yes and this was when i would hang out with my other little band of nerds and we would like you know hang out at one person's house until like 2 a.m and literally watch like monty python and musicals and like uh and i remember like clockwork orange and like i remember different like certain movies i liked and other ones like did not like clockwork orange did not like and i remember watching this and being like it wasn't that i didn't like it it was one of those when i remember people like oh cabaret cabaret it's this amazing movie and of course watching it as a teenager who was used to like mgm you know beautiful plastic bright you know kind of things this was the first time i ever really watched a musical that was like gritty and real and i already knew a lot about like the you know world war ii so it had like nazis in that so it was very mm-hmm. like i just remembered feeling a lot of pressure to really like it and it made me very uncomfortable but hmm. that being said like i uh and so i remember thinking like knowing it was special and like feeling it was it was good but it just had things that were like over my head at that time even just like the sexuality and stuff like i was such a little you know baby version did not like like it was just addressing (laughs) things where i was like whoa you know like that was that was just so over my head in like the sort of sanitized mgm world of musicals and um right but but then but then later you know and then so i i knew i kind of like waited and like i was waiting and waiting for this moment to like watch this movie again and like really see it again and like and so it wasn't until now that I, I saw it again for the first, like, I guess for the first time. And it really is one of the greatest movies ever made. Honestly, oh like God. it is so, yes. it is so Girl. good. It just, I mean, I, I had to just like my first, I've watched it several times. Like I've watched it like five times, like in the last couple of weeks, just <laughs> to like, no, really. Cause the first time I watched it was like, a, there was a hard, ugly cry. It was like a hard, Aww. ugly, cause it, no, it was just so good. And it was something that like, you just, I needed in that moment. Like, but just, it was so good. And, um, I thought it was, yeah. So that's my, like, that was my like weird experience with it. It wasn't that yeah. I didn't like it. It just I remember in that moment being like, "This is like too much for me," and it is. No. It's like heavy. It deals with it's some a heavy, heavy dark yeah. shit, but it's also br- it's brilliant and it's beautiful in its weird way. And like I get it, I hundred yeah. percent get it. So, yeah. what is your experience with this movie? <laughs> wow, yeah, my experience. I want to say that the first time I watched it, I can't I can't remember the first time I watched it, but I do think that it was probably. I might have saw it like when I right after I had graduated high school or when I was working at is well because my history is is I worked in video stores from the day I was 16 all the way up until like 20. So I worked for four years in various video stores because apparently that was the only job I could get. But um, it was a very easy job. I, I could alphabetize a, a tape, col- a VCH, VHS tape collection like no other. Hey, um, I understand. So, uh, so I think I had watched it. I might have watched it 
We, because I worked overnights. Okay, I worked overnights and we were changing the video store from one company to another and we were like redoing the whole store. And they were like, do you want to be on this team who did this? So we had it on in the store while we were working. Mm -hmm. And so it was playing and I don't think I watched most of it. I think we were watching a lot of musicals at that time just because it was something, we didn't have to follow the story and we could kind of sing along to it sometimes if we knew the movies. So that one, we had watched it then and I was just like, the songs were amazing. Mm-hmm. And Liza Minnelli was fantastic. And then um, that was also when I was a baby gay. I think I had just came out of the closet, like maybe like two, two f- minutes before. And um, then, uh, then I definitely rewatched it when we when I moved to LA and was working in a video store and doing my summer of the classics mm-hmm. um, video collection series. Um, <laughs> Summer of Classics, party of one, please. <laughs> it was, it was a you know very what? Let's solitary face it. time. Uh, that actually sounds lovely. As somebody who loves being alone, that sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, and I definitely remember watching it, like f- sitting down and watching it and being aware of the storyline then. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is just bleak. It was very yes. just being like, yeah. wow, this is really, it's not the sort of musical that I'm used to. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was kind of on board for it. I was just like, this is a really beautiful movie. And it was just really kind of like showing, it showed a really interesting side of these characters, of these people and what they're going through and how their lives were more important to them than Mm -hmm. what was going on at the time, which I totally get it. And I feel like this movie is almost kind of prescient in a way right now, like with everything that's going on. (laughs) Uh, I was watching it and I was just like, Oh, this is this is not cool. Like Mm-mm. just watching it, you're just like, because it's I like could, a slow burn of it's weirdness. A, it is a yeah. very slow burn, and you're just watching it, and then you think about your life, and you're just like, oh, I'm kind of like Sally Bowles. She's a self-absorbed, <laughs> self, just we all, awful you know, what? we person. all are a little Sally Bowles. Let's face it, and you know, and yeah, and then meanwhile, there's just like the world is just like literally being just just on fire around right. them, and they don't or they're not noticing because they're too busy and you're just like oh wow this is this is like it just it was very it's just very of the moment and Mm -hmm. so watching it again I was just like wow this movie it is it is something like it just like this movie holds up this movie holds up and it truly does it is a beautiful piece of work. It is. I mean, it is. Really, it's like really it's is. it's upsetting, but it's beautiful and it's moving. Mm-hmm. It's it's all the things. It just yeah. it's really it's really deep and it's dark. And yeah, it is a far turn away from uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers or all oh, the yeah. other like things yeah. that we usually do. But um, uh, you know, but we just I don't know. It it we thought hey, it's Liza Minnelli's birthday, oh, and, and we it's thought a beautiful it was a, movie. It's too. a beautiful it's, movie. Yeah, it managed and, to be beautiful yep. regardless of how dark and just like sad this oh, movie is like it has please, such an undercurrent of melancholy it like, lo- lo- those and her face and let's let's not not forget not just her but marissa benson's the faces that launched a thousand faces in the oh 70s. My God. like i mean these were became, the it girls yeah. of the 70s both of them marissa benson you know? became of she became one of the first supermodels oh, off of this movie the first. Like right after this yeah. she did barry linden and then after barry linden she just got skyrocketed and she was like doing the 54 yeah. thing and she was she just, was like amused so like like you yeah. sent Laurent called her like the queen of the seventies or something like that and mm-hmm. I agree and she's it, just yeah. gorgeous and it was like her, class, Jerry, you know? wasn't it her Jerry Hall and, Jerry Hall uh, and um 
like oh my gosh uh, was a beautiful had, black woman like, i can't oh Iman uh, Iman, was, yeah. yeah and uh, like but then the, the other is it uh, of course Beverly grace Johnson, jones maybe. as well oh yeah. oh the one that was doing the one that modeled mm-hmm. for um for, for halston yes. jesus what is her name and i, I met her I met her at an event, and she is a cuckoo bananas. Oh, she and she God, was cuckoo what bananas in that, that Anna, wonderful. Cle- Pat Cleveland. Pat That's Cleveland. right, Pat Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yes. she's she's insane, but I love yeah, her. Yeah. Yes, and her daughter's insane too, and she models, and she's absolutely insane. And I met her oh. as well, and I'm like, bitch, you both need lithium. Like you are both Just insane. Cuckoo crazy New York. <laughs> Oh, so that love like it. it's they're both that like they're this is so off topic but they're both that like 1970s like we're like hands in the air sort of like swaying back and forth mm-hmm. and gesturing with your hands like as if you were dancing in a way that you're like high on mescaline or something yep. you're just like they're just like everything's so beautiful and I love it so much and you're nope. just like what is I mean, you're like you're at a McDonald's calm yep. down <laughs> and not a touch of underwear in sight <laughs> no no not at all not at all but um <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's so that's the time period that this movie yes. was made. Was that like high, like seventy two would have been like right at the right when everything's getting ratcheted up on the um on the old uh, roller coaster of disco. Oh and, yeah, in the seventies. Um, well, the this 70, was like, like um just, just like almost like that. Yeah, that cusp of like glam, and that's why you know, and we can talk about this more. But like you know, I. I I think the reference to Biba, like if anyone's really knows oh anything, God, that, like yeah. that the the, the Biba look, uh, the Biba store, like it really cannot be underestimated. There was this whole sort of like like 1930s revival that happened in like the 60s, like late 60s and early 70s. That was um, just this total like harken back to old Hollywood, and it was particularly popular and in, in like came about in England, but it did stretch over here as well. And and I, I, this movie embodies so much of that, it like because it very much is like 1970s does 1930s, and yeah, we are not and, mad at that. Yes, it's, it and just, that's kind it's of iconic too, looks, you know. And this is kind of what launched that sort of like pajama dressing too from the yes. 70s, mm-hmm. like that because Bebo was big on that. And I love that you actually pulled a lot of the Bebo stuff because it is a Thank very, you. it's a very, you can really a, see the the correlation. It's a very you know? UK. It's like a very like mm-hmm. 20s, 30s UK version in the mid 70s like it's very like it is a time stamp like of that and they it's a very it's an interesting thing that they did and they were like they became super duper huge and then Mm -hmm. they just sort of like went away yep it it was (laughs) so crazy because their economy tanked you know again all things we can learn from i'm just (laughs) saying as you know Oh uh, choices, Philip. Just yeah. choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else is this there to talk about in this movie, Kathy? Um, Tell me all the details. Well, um, I ended up finding, and it was one of those like secret, sneaky, like found on YouTube, watching in a tiny corner. But um, I found like a little bootleg of this great uh, docu- documentary on cabaret, like on the making of the movie, and oh, wow. um, and uh, I it had. Um, it was done, I think, around the time that um, it was on Broadway, and uh, oh my gosh, his name uh, Alan Cumming actually was on it, oh, and yeah. he he ended up interviewing Liza Minnelli and asking her about um, about her role and about Sally Bowles. And what I thought was really cool was um, she originally um, was when she got this the 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 part she was going to dye her hair blonde because her first thought was like oh cabaret like Marlena Dietrich you know so right. uh, she'll yeah. kind of you know and she was like talking to her dad. If anyone who does not know who her dad is, who 
who's your dad, Philip? Um, one Mr. Vincent Minnelli. You might know him. You yeah. might know him. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. He won an Oscar for Gigi. Yeah. Maybe you know his wife, ex-wife. Maybe you know her mother. Just, uh, Judy this is Garth. a very educational episode on our Liza birthday special. Oh my God. Totally off topic. <laughs> totally off topic. Do you remember that year of the Oscars? It was like, I want to say it was like 2012 or something. I want to say it was the year Ellen hosted. Oh. And they did that really dumb, like selfie that quote broke the internet. Oh remember? God. Yes. And yes. Liza Minnelli got like in the photo. Yeah. I was at work the next day and someone was like, I don't understand why Liza Minnelli's at the Oscars. And I literally like slammed my hands on my desk and I was like excuse me first of all first of all first of all she won an Oscar <laughs> for Cabaret <laughs> in 1972 <laughs> number two her father is Vincent Minnelli who won an Oscar for Gigi and number three her father her mother is Dorothy goddamn Gale <laughs> yeah I'm like she's Hollywood royalty, so you need to back up off before I like throw you down an elevator shaft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she should be defaulted in every fucking picture from the Oscars. I'm just like, like she her should family be built like, the Oscars. Yes, pretty much. Her like she is I was her just like, legacy. How do you... Her, you yeah, know, yeah. It was so funny, and she was like, oh. Oh, "I had no idea." And I'm like, "Girl, come, I mean, can't." I'm like, oh. <laughs> "Like, what are you six? <laughs> oh my god yeah anyway sorry continue oh so, no no i just um, think it was great that Vincent she was uh, yeah she was consulting with uh with you know papa vincent over here and uh <laughs> you know telling what you know because she got the part and he's like well what do you you know what are you gonna do she's like well i was thinking about dyeing my hair blonde and he, he's like no 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 no, don't do that he's like why don't you go he's like you know there were other entertainers that had dark hair as well you know you don't need to go that route and he kind of, you know, steered her in the way of like looking up pictures of Louise Brooks. And so she really, um, mm-hmm. that really became her, um, sort of her, her inspiration for her look as Sally Bowles. And so she cut her own hair. She even went and she bought the false eyelashes and she did that whole thing. And then uh, when they, I guess, got to, uh, to Germany and they were going to start filming, she like knocked on Bob's door with like her look, you know, for her hair and makeup. And he's like, what the, you know, and, and he loved it. And that was, that wow. was that. So, and, and she, again, it's the face and hair that like, we've known her forever with that look, you know, like some version of that haircut, you know, some version of the, of the, that makeup with the eyelashes, like even long after that, I was looking at, even when she came to, went to go accept her Oscar the next year that I found that on YouTube, which was kind of amazing. She (laughs) had like Sally Bowles hair and makeup. I mean, really in that, she didn't have the blue eyeshadow or anything, but it became her look, her signature look that we know her for today even like the pantsuit sort of thing like what she was even wearing in that movie she ended up going to accept her oscar like she's standing like gene hackman and raquel welsh were standing up there and he's in that weird floppy tuxedo that early 70s like they've just lost their mind you know tuxedos like yeah. they don't even they just look sloppy <laughs> he's got the weird sloppy like used car salesman hair and mustache like it just it's yeah. not going meanwhile Ma- raquel welsh she is like her she she's wearing the most ill-fitting strapless dress i've ever seen but she still looks very glamorous like high polish and both of them just look so shiny and sweaty you could just tell the 70s is on everybody's just full shine right Mm. and she's got that real shellac hair that kind of looks 50s but it's more 70s and longer but anyway very shellac and polished and then when liza comes up there to accept her oscar she just looks so different from both of them she's in this like canary like sunshine yellow like jersey pantsuit 
not really any bling. She's wearing her choker. She's got her little swishy hair, but she looks so young and fresh and like gives two fucks about like where everybody else is like practically naked and shiny and oily. She's like, anyway, and like super pale. And she just, yeah, looked amazing. But, um, but yeah, I just thought that was really cool how she got that kind of like advice from her dad about, about her look and yeah. So that's so awesome. Yeah, and then she, yeah, and then the other interview she also talked about like how uh, when they were doing the uh, mine hair uh, at like uh, the their number, um, how the the chairs kept scooting across the floor, so they eventually <laughs> just had to nail them down, and so when they oh, that yeah. whole routine is done with like nailed down chairs because you know, and uh, and like mm. Alan Cummings was like, is that the reason why you have two you've had you know two hips replaced? And she's like, you know what, probably. And that's what <laughs> I love is that she's such a fucking great storyteller. Like, she's so amazing. I just, every time I see an interview with her, you know, like, Liza's going to deliver. It's never going to be a shitty interview. It's always going to be a story, you know? She is a hoot and a half. But the dance moves in that number are crazy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The way that they're posing on the chairs and stuff is bananas. I loved it. Yeah, and she even said that, like, when the, like, all Um, those dancers, they were German and they were, like, auditioning for, you know, they thought, oh, I'm going to be in this big Hollywood movie. And they were, like, super disappointed that they were wearing this, like, black eye makeup and, like, looking all, like, weird (laughs) and kind of, like, fucked up looking. Because that's another thing about this movie that, it's just so jarring from watching any other musical is like people don't really look attractive per se. Like no, Sally really don't. sticks out because everyone around, even like the backup dancers, people are like sweaty and kind of look grimy, kind of dirty. Like everybody's yeah. not really perfect. Like no one's shiny or perfect or pretty. Like the costumes aren't pretty or perfect. They don't fit very well. And you know, it's, it, you know, <laughs> sparkly cooches everywhere. <laughs> It was actually really nice to watch it on HD yeah. because I had never noticed had the never rhinestones on the coochies. <laughs> and even even Liza had that. I was like, oh, so yeah. that's the running theme. I'd never seen that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just was like, wow, I love that. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh my god, all the dancers that they're like, it's all like rind- the same color as their shorts too, so you don't really notice it. They just like have glittery cooches. It's like yeah. very interesting. <laughs> it's a to- tonal cooch glitter. <laughs> but they do a lot of those oh dance god. movies where it moves where they're like pelvis out first. You know, like that's yes, very like. That's, I know? mean, that's signature Bob Fosse though. Yeah. Like, because he had just did, because he had just directed. um uh, he had just directed Sweet Charity, which is yeah. a lot more of a frothy movie compared to this. And I think yeah. that that movie, I had read somewhere that That's that so movie crazy. bombed. Yeah. That movie bombed and didn't do well. So he was just like, when he got this role or yeah. the job, this job, he was like, nope. He's like, we're doing it. He's like, I want to do a different version, like yeah. a different movie. Did you watch? Did you watch any of the original stage version at all? No, no. I I wish I could. I I ended up watching. I tried to watch a little bit of like the last Broadway one that had Alan Cumming and. Uh, oh I think yeah. It was um, what's her face playing Sally Bowl. It was very different from the movie. Felt very different, but it was kind of gave me a sense almost, of what it you know. But it but it was funny because I had watched. I think I had watched a couple of numbers from the original, and I think because it was on like they did like the Tonys or something that year, and it was a little bit more peppy and a little bit yeah. more like the vibe of it was a little bit more like fun. You know, as opposed uh-huh. to the grimy of this, and I think the 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 re the the revival that they did with like Alan Cumming and Michelle Williams question mark 
sure. It was um No, oh oh gosh, what's her name? Um no, the one that was in that Hollywood uh Oh right. I got to call it Hollywood me. Flim Flam, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> la la the hand. <laughs> Uh, the redhead. Oh, redhead, yeah. Redhead Hollywood girl, she yeah. was in that. But What's I feel like when they did yeah. that revival, Emma Stone. they liked Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone. So yeah. that one, I think that they did was they saw, they were looked at the, mo- the, the movie version. So the first, yes. the original one was a little bit more, a little bit more campy and frothy, a little bit more mm-hmm. true musical. And then when Bob Fosse made this one, he made it a little bit more dark and like gritty. Yeah. And then when they look to ma- revamp it or to revive it, they're just like, well, let's go full true grit. And just make, go full grit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So that's kind of what they, I think what they did there. Yeah. No. Well. Cool. Yeah. I thought it was, it was interesting. Like, uh, you know, just hearing how, like, even just choosing the name, like originally they were going to do like, cause it was based on the book, like goodbye to Berlin. And, um, like even like lies was saying, like no one would have, they're like, you can't think you can't call it that. Like nobody, especially people who are Jewish, they're like, no one's going to see a movie like because it was still like we forget like that was still really fresh from World War Two. That was like barely 30 mm-hmm. years prior. And that's another yeah. thing to think about, too. It's like uh, I was thinking like when this movie was made, this movie takes place like 40 years before the movie was made. So this would be the equivalent of like a movie being made today about like the 70s, like this late yeah. 70s. You know, like that's really not that far away if you think about it. Um, so there was just a lot of like um, they were saying that like just when people when they were filming, people would have to like sort of hide and duck and like didn't want to be caught seen in their Nazi costumes <laughs> when they were doing. Yeah. Uh, and I got to tell you, there was even like <laughs> every time I'd be watching it, you know, because I'd have it turned up and, you know, listening to everything. When it gets to the song Tomorrow Belongs to Me, like I, I live oh. on a third floor apartment. I was like turning that shit down. I was like, you know, I'm. I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone Ugh. thinking anything. <laughs> this is just too yeah. damn creepy. That that song goes on too long, and it does. But it does what it's supposed to do. It makes yes, you very it does, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like even at, like the part that stands out to me is that that in the end you see that one old man that never st- stands up, and he's just always looking down and looking more and more, and you just feel more and more distressed by the end of that move yeah. that song because it's like so many fucking normal people just start standing up out of nowhere and singing this psycho song, you know, this like yes. psycho Nazi song. And it's just really, Oof. it's very unsettling, you know, it is, but, uh, so but troubling. yeah, but it's, it's great. And I even, I was thinking about even just the way it ends, like that, that's finality. Cause it's like, it just sort of drops. It just leaves you and it kind of leaves you gutted mm-hmm. because it's just, it leaves you yeah. in the midst of all this amazingness and these people just, and you just know it like it's like like the like the, it's like blowing out a flame the way that the end of the, the movie ends and you're yeah. just like you just feel yourself going ha, 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 and then you just ugly cry well i mean i mean i did but i mean it's really hard not because it's just there's this finality to it because it's like you just snuffed out the end of this beautiful story yeah. so quickly and it, it yeah. it's so moving you know it's such a beautiful slice of life's movie story too because it really like, is. It's about like it's essentially about this guy who comes to Berlin, has mm-hmm. an experience, meets this girl. Basically, they have some sort of like it's not even more than a year. Like yeah. it's really like it's a very short time. It's like a summer, you know. Mm-hmm. And then shit goes down. Shit gets crazy, and then he just goes home. 
yeah. literally at the end. And then he just everything he, he leaves everything behind. And it's like you never know if they're going to keep in touch. You never know. It's just that sort of mm-hmm. like weird sort of thing that happens when you're young. You know, yeah. it's like it's an interesting it definitely is an interesting story. And it well, is well, well, beautifully made. I mean, yep, looks, for sure. It's amazing. Yeah. And did we want to talk about anything else? No, before? I think. Let's, you want to jump in the story? Sure, I can start talking about the story. Um, I feel like in case anyone's lived under a rock and never seen this movie, but I realize I maybe know. a lot of people have. It, it is yeah. sort of, I feel like, in the early education of a lot of, like, well, even what you were saying, even like with kind of like gay history and stuff like this. Oh, yeah. This is such a, like, t- t- the very idea that somebody be like Liza Who, I'm like, Okay, uh, hold yeah. up, hold and, and this up. this is a really, this actually is like a really good, like this is a big movie for like mm-hmm. the LGBT because it was the for first, sure. it, it was one of the first movies that referenced homosexuality. It's the first movie that referenced bisexuality. And yes. it also was like, and it's just very, and it's very And it does open it in such a normal if, way. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just an interesting, it's not very salacious. It doesn't show Mm-mm. anything, which nope. is, you know. It's 1972. You can't expect that much, but you know, yeah. it was just. It's very. It's sort of a touchstone for it. it really for the community. is. Um, yeah. So yep. the movie. So cabaret centers around Brian Roberts, played by Michael York. He has traveled to Berlin between semesters from Cambridge because he's English, and he's planning on teaching English lessons uh, to um, while he makes some cash monties um, in order to pay the rent on his room and. Um, on his boarding house room. This is where he meets a chick named Sally Bowles, played by our Miss Miss Liza Minnelli. Uh, Sally is a cabaret singer at the Kit Kat Club. Um, This is... um, that's where she cavorts with a band of wonderful performers led by the master of ceremonies, Joel Gray. Um, I always thought it was interesting that they never gave his character an actual name. It was Mm -hmm. just the master of ceremonies. Yeah. Which I've always thought is interesting because a master of ceremonies when um when abbreviated is mc and now has become the full word e m c e e if you so it's like a kind of a weird etymology of that yeah like, oh like that totally just dawned on me while writing these recaps i was like mc and now they have like a full word mc i'm like what um way to go brain yeah, so technically, rappers are all masters of ceremonies. So. <laughs> uh, so Sally immediately takes a liking to Brian, and they become fast friends. And then she she eventually takes him to the club where she introduces him to this guy named Fritz Wendel, um, played by Fritz Wepper. Um, he is um, interested in employing Brian's services as an English tutor. Um so a few days after Sally tries, so a few days later, Sally tries to seduce Brian, but she's rebuffed, which leads Brian to confess how he's only slept with three ladies before and really has no interest in going down the road again. Um, Sally understands and they agree to continue being just friends. Um, typical high school. Um <laughs> And then uh, one day, Brian is finishing up a lesson with Fritz when Sally bursts in after having a terrible date. Brian is super uneasy because uh, with Sally because being there because he has a snooty upper crust um, new student on her way in, um, and Fritz insists that Brian make an introduction since he since this chick is rich and he is in desperate need of cash because he's poor. So, um, and he's kind of like, he's used to be rich, but now he's not. So he's like kind of desperate. 
Uh, so um, this chick, Miss Natalia Landauer, played by Marissa Berenson, um, arrives and Fritz does his best to make a love connection. Uh, Sally also does her best to um, embarrass Brian by discussing her sex life in front of the modest and uptight Natalia. This is one of my favorite scenes in any movie, yeah. by the way. I think it is the funniest. Thing. It is. I don't know why. <laughs> Just that whole thing where she's like, the plagma is in the throat, is in the, is in the I, tubes. I don't know how she did that with a straight face. <laughs> she's like, I think I'm going to be sick. I know. <laughs> one of my favorite lines in this movie. I think I'm going to be sick. Um, <clears throat> so time goes on and the four of them continue hanging out while Fritz continues his quote gigolo campaign. Uh, Fritz gets more and more frustrated with Natalia by, because she's not responding to his advances and Sally offhandedly suggests that Natalia needs a good pouncing, which Brian casually mentions to Fritz. So Natalia ends up calling on Sally for advice on how she should proceed since she now has a super deep feelings for Fritz after he performed said pouncing on her. Mm. Um, so she's enamored with Fritz, but it turns out that uh, they're not a match on the on account of her being Jewish and him not being Jewish. Her family would never allow the union, as well as um, her concerns with the rising Nazi regime and their signature anti-Semitism. Uh, so that's all kind of happening, boiling, simmering under as an undercurrent in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um um, and then after Sally was stood, uh, she gets stood up by, um, at dinner by her father. When she comes home, she's consoled by Brian, and then it kind of things turn physical. It's, it's the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this begins a passionate sexual love affair between them. Um, all seems like a bed of roses until Sally meets a dashing and ultra rich Maximilian von Huyn, played by Helmut Grimm, at the dry cleaners. Um, I mean, it's like a Tuesday night for me. <laughs> it happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> if I had a Although to me, he has <laughs> all the markings of somebody I would think would be completely evil. He's like the blonde guy with the blonde pencil thin mustache. Okay, first of all, that mustache <laughs> is wildly upsetting. <laughs> Is in, in the HD version. Thank thing, you. It, it, I know. Right? It glows yellow. Too like, it much. Looks it's so too much. Fake. That's that kind of stuff where it's like ooh, glaringly seventies. <laughs> I was like, you guys couldn't have used a little brown mascara on that to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, a little so mustache wax. Yellow. Maybe. I don't know. So yeah. yellow. Yeah, that's where Oof. there's like things where you're like seventies trying to be thirties. <laughs> <laughs> so scary. Um, so it turns out that he's super rich and wants to shower her with fiscal attention. Um, and Sally's totally on board for it. Um, <laughs> Brian, not a fan at first of the their friendship, um, but Sally, of course, um, assures him that she knows how to handle Max. Um, uh, Max takes both Brian and Sally to his country house for a weekend of drinking and partying. Um, <laughs> Uh, this weekend also reveals to Brian that Max might be interested in him as well, and maybe even the both of them at once. Um, on this trip, uh, Max promises to take Sally and Brian on a trip to Africa, and on their way back to the city, they stop off at a roadside beer garden where the townsfolk sort of break out into a nationalist song led by a, what is revealed as a Nazi youth, and then it sort of turns into this weird kind of like... Uh, it's it's just it's very upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> 
you're just like, oh god, very clenchy. It's very <laughs> it's clenchy. Very, very clenchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but you know what? It's not. It does its job. Like it's, it's, it's that's supposed the to point. ratchet up the tension, the and it really yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the so when the gang returns to Berlin, uh, Sally is packing for Africa, and Brian kind of comes in, uh, and he confronts her with the truth that she's deluding herself about Max and the whole thing, the whole sort of thing that's happening between them. So they argue, and Brian storms out, and then ends up picking a fight with two Nazi foot soldiers. Um, he loses the fight and ends up in bed, battered and bruised. Um, and then while Brian is recuperating, Sally reports that Max has sent over a letter explaining how he had to peace out of Berlin and left them with a few hundred bucks, quote, for their trouble. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, who doesn't appreciate a couple hundred dollars yeah. for hanging, you know? Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, I didn't realize that I was a prostitute this whole time. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> uh, so later on, Sally comes to Brian with with some news that she's pregnant, and she is not sure who the father is. So they have... they talk about it and then they decide to keep the baby and what the plan is is that they're going to return to england where they'll marry um and this is also when fritz still in love with natalia goes to her and confesses that he's actually jewish despite the danger of doing so in the sort of german climate right at that time Mm -hmm. um so they agree to marry and after after some time sally reconsiders her options and has an abortion without telling brian um and then she explains to him that she, basically she's like, we would just grow to hate each other. And then she realized that they just, it just wasn't the life that she wanted. So that mm-hmm. ended up being what she, the choice she went with. Um, and then Brian returns to England um, and continues his studies, leaving Sally in Berlin to continue her life with the Kit Kat club. And the film ends with the final song sung by the MC and is and it is revealed that the audience has now become mostly Nazi soldiers. So like you were saying that there is like, it sort of like ends and it's, it, it is a very brutal ending. It's mm-hmm. just sort of, not, not brutal, but it's just sort of like a very like em, evocative ending where yes. it just sort of, the song ends and it's quiet and it pans over and the whole audience is all just like not mostly Nazi soldiers and like maybe a couple of wives. And you're just like, and it's just quiet. And then the credits start rolling in the quiet. Like it's very, yeah. it's very ominous and very mm-hmm. moody. So it is. I'm just like, geez. Oof. It's a so. thinking man's musical. That's for sure. <laughs> it certainly is. And I think that's what I had heard. I'd read somewhere to, or had maybe I think I had watched that documentary as well. And, that's what Bob Fosse was going for is he's like, yeah. he wanted to get away from this sort of like, that's why none of the songs take place outside of the, the club mm-hmm. except for that one at the beer garden. But that would have been a natural setting for sort of like a, a sing along song like that. Yeah. Um, it's not like a sort of like get up and dance kind of song, a song, a musical. So yeah, it was a, one of the, one of the rare ones that do that. So Kathleen, <laughs> tell me, what was your favorite look in this movie? Gosh, um, you know, to be like, I, I don't. It's hard to say I have a favorite because I feel like in general there's nothing. Even though like they're on stage and everything, there's nothing like super duper glamorous. I feel like everything has sort of that like hard 
kind of like dirty edge to it. But I mm-hmm. I gotta give it to you. Yeah. I, I actually really love when they go up to the country. I love her bathing costume. I, even oh, though you yeah. only see it from afar, it's really cute. And I actually really love that white dress, which again is very like oh, yeah. like very seventies like, like trying to be like twenties thirties. But it, she looks really beautiful, and I think it's such a interesting like she has some of these looks where things are kind of sheer, or you can tell she's not wearing a bra, but she's not particularly like tits out like she's she's usually pretty covered like and like yeah. very things are very drapey and she's all hands 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 those green nails you know and yeah. cigarettes divine and decadence divine decadence <laughs> and uh yeah it wasn't but until, i think like, it's the white this, one <laughs> oh it wasn't until the ma- actually it wasn't until the last viewing that i realized she was talking about her na- nail polish that whole time yeah I thought she was referencing this whole time. I thought she was referencing the cigarette. Like she would take a drag and immediately say divine decadence. But I thought she was like saying that this, the cigarette was divine decadence. And I was like, Oh, that's an interesting way of like kind of punctuating (laughs) a cigarette. But I realized she actually points to it at one point. And I was like, Oh, she's talking about nail polish color. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm an idiot. (laughs) Well, that would have been a big deal at the time to have, you know, green. such an uncommon yeah, nail color. Yeah. Such a be- it was such a beautiful, it was like scarab green or something. Yeah. So Nile like, so green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite one was actually, I love this, the stage costumes in the movie were yes. actually really cool. And I do um, like her, the one that she wore during the money, money, money song. Oh yeah. One of my that's favorites. Good. Cause it's like kind of very like, Bobo Erte. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, Erte, I love it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's kind of like, uh, a, it's, it's all very, you know, the whole like cabaret thing is very burlesque in a way. And I don't mean to say this yes, in a mean way, yeah. but it's very much like, I've got $15. Let's see what we can do, sort of thing. Right. Like, well, that's very, what I was saying. Like, it's like, it's not super glam. It's not like polished. Right. You know? It's believable too, yeah, which I think exactly. is one of the, f- like, for a musical is interesting and rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love, I loved a lot of the stage costumes. One of my favorite backup dancers is the one, um, who is in, she's in the sort of like front and center in the first number in the Vito come in number. And she's got the little sailor hat and the little sailor costume. Oh my gosh. Yes. And she's also <laughs> in the two ladies, one man. Yeah. Number. Two ladies. Two ladies. So, so good. Fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and they also have like the black eyeshadow around their eyes. Or they oh, look I know. Like they're, they're absolutely dead. sinister. Yeah. They look they, like they every, yeah. the face. Yeah. Oh my God. They Joel like Gray's beat, character. Like beat up dolls. Like all of them yeah, do. Every, yeah. The dancers and Joel Gray and all the, yeah. like, even like the ventriloquist who's like got like yeah. three lines in the movie. They're all super sinister yeah they're all kind of the stuff of nightmares like even when you see the girl band they're all like they're sweaty just playing playing the like the banjo just sweating and like (laughs) like and kind of like like you can see like the like their makeup's melting they don't look comfortable you know they they, everybody looks like they're crammed in on a smoky stage like it really also look like like they've all been they also look like they've all had like an hour of sleep Yes. You know, yeah. in the last three days, they all look like yeah. they're kind of running on Strung fumes. Out. It's yeah. very, so interesting. So good. Yeah. But, um, so, so good. I love sailor girl in the first, in the, she's in the front and center in the first mm-hmm. number. Um, 
and uh, it just and then her Bobo Airtay costume is pretty amazing as well. Like I love uh, that's one of my favorites, and that's one of my favorite yeah. numbers too. Oh wait, <laughs> like some, someone's so at the door. Who is it? Hunger. Oh, hunger. <laughs> so weird. I know it's really good. Oh god, she's so good in that too. The way she emotes when she's like money, money, money. Oh money, god, money, that money. face. So, she's oh so great. I love it. She's so <laughs> natural. Like that's the thing about her. Like her mother. Like I, you know, I, I'm gonna sound like sound like my mom. Her mother must be so proud. Like really, <laughs> like uh, sure, like Judy has got to be so proud of Liza in this role because not only is she just completely a star and so good, but she's also like a fully actualized, like like sexually free sexy woman that is something that i oh feel like judy never got to be never yeah. got to be so fully actualized like that as a character um and, and be that deep as a character like not it's like you know sally bowles is is so many of the things that that Do- um i was gonna say dorothy <laughs> that, that judy <laughs> never got to be and never got to do and that really held her back that's what made her so fucking angry you know, oh, and yeah. So yeah. I just think that in a lot of ways, to me, that's such that's such a vindication that her daughter could could play this this role that I just think that that, you know, if Judy could have, she would have. Oh, my God. Like, she I can't. Oh, can you Im- I, can you imagine, darling, like, <laughs> if they had made this and like she could have been Sally Bowles. Like, oh, my I God. mean, yeah, it's just a shame. It's just like she know? was like she wanted to be a legitimate actress yeah. and do like legitimate stuff. But those roles just didn't exist until the 60s yeah. and 70s, you know, so which is a yeah. bummer. Like, I just that's just what's so unique about like this yeah. being such a dark. This was such a just from a different time. And I think that like, you know, if it had this something like this existed in Judy Garland's time, she would have crushed it, crushed it completely. Yeah. But yeah. but it just unfortunately was not part of that. But that's why that's why I just think that like, yeah, as as a mom or just, you know, she should be so proud of that, that yeah. her daughter was able to be and do that. And like it launched her. I mean, it launched it's not that she didn't have a career before that should never, you know, I, but it just, but yeah. this, this, this film, can, you really cannot underestimate the amount of influence this had over the seventies, over just Liza's career and life and identity in general. I mean, totally. it's, you know, and I think it's so funny. Like one of the things in that, that documentary was like, you know, Alan Cummings like, Oh, so that poster is so famous. She's like, yeah. And it's not even my body. That's my head on another person's <laughs> body. And like, uh, and I and now I totally can see it now because the the body in the poster has much shorter legs and a longer torso. And like Liza's yeah. actually like all legs. She's like yeah, short she's toes built are just all like her legs. mother. Just yeah, like her, her mama. and Judy. Her her yeah. and Judy both have very short torsos. Yeah. You know, but she is legs uh, Manelli and like yes. really, you know, in the seventies. <laughs> she was leg up. <laughs> leg up. Leg up. Ah. In those fucking oh, beaded pantsuits at Studio Fifty Four and those Halston Jesus. dresses. Oh, leg oh, up, boy. girl. Leg up. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god. Um, there's so much to talk about in this movie. Like yes. Her, well, her mine hair costume is iconic. Oh, like please, with the so famous. I mean, the halter top and the the shorts with the bowler hat. Like that is like that is yeah. that is like the iconic look of this movie. Um, yeah. Her maybe this time look, which is an interesting look because it's actually pants, which would be, would have been rare for that time period, and a scarf, signature Liza Minnelli scarf. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then her. 
um, her other cabaret. When she sings Life is a Cabaret, she's got like a halter top that's got like beads and a skirt. Like it's an interesting, mm-hmm. it's very 70s. That one's, I was um, going to say so 70s. So straight up And 70s. as somebody who fits clothes for a living, it just bugs me how it fits around her boobs. They like, could tell that they did these little gathers there. And I'm like, oh God, I just want to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's just the look they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting. The costume designer uh, Charlotte Fleming. I was looking at her her credits and stuff. This is one of the only movies that she did for an English speaking audience. Interesting. Like this was the only like kind of yeah. Like, cause she was uh, German, American right? Release. Yeah, she yeah. was German. Uh, most of the movies that she worked on were German. She started wow. working in forty nine and wow. uh, w- and died in nineteen ninety three in March of ninety three. So she's been. A, I mean, she was. She had a pretty long career too. That's so. awesome. Well, yeah. I think that these these costumes are such a great example of like, they're just so iconic. Like even the the, the white dress, like uh, just about everything oh, she yeah. wears in here, the big hats with the yellow flowers and. Oh God, I love and, that. Uh, I've always loved that hat. Yeah, and then even Marissa Benson with these these giant, you know, she's wearing these giant hats again. These, to me, they feel so like she's like like Biba model princess in this, oh, God, you know, yes. and, but she looks beautiful. And, and I mean, they did actually wear like blue and green eyeshadows and stuff at that time. So that is kind of, that is kind of accurate to the time period. Like they didn't really have a lot of eyeshadows and colors that we had today. And that mm-hmm. would have been very in vogue, even though to us, like green eyeshadow seems so theatrical. Um, so I think that in a lot of ways they did a really great job of, in, in uh, hearkening back to a lot of these looks. Um, but then there's other, I just, uh, there are certain elements I just love like looking at them. Like, look at those clunky shoes. They're so seventies. Like they've got like yeah. more <laughs> clunky, chunky heels and yeah. And it just, but it, it, like I said, it's not aesthetically, it's not bad. It's just, it has a very, like, I just kept thinking like Biba. It looks like, like big yeah. Biba, the, the department store, which yeah, makes me think so about that gorgeous. a lot. And it's so funny because you even look at like someone, if you go into the Anna Sui store in New York, that mm-hmm. still has like the same look. It literally yes. looks like the Biba with that, the Biba of um, Liza Minnelli. Like it's all very like Mike influenced mm-hmm. from that. And it's still happening to the day, which is awesome. Totally. I don't even think people I, uh, realize how much Biba influence or has influence. It's like Biba, what, like, what is this? And like, it mm-hmm. was this little, it was probably one of the greatest stores ever that just sort of came and went in in this in uh in england and um but it was the 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 artistic the artistry around it cannot be again like just like uh, so many things around this movie cannot be underestimated in their influence and what they continue to influence today that still have a modern feel you know yeah and that also that brand actually also did a lot to sort of bring back the art deco mm-hmm. influences yeah. of the late 70s early 80s too yeah. that everyone like kind of happened all that which then became that sort of, sort of high 80 80s like mm-hmm. neon kind of weird stuff so it's kind of even makes me think of like nagel sort of like nagel art oh, yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. it, where it's it's just that like hyper modern like po- like postmodern modern art deco or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look at things like even like Xanadu and stuff. Mm-hmm. It became that sort of thing for um, sure. Where it became very like the art deco neon. It was yeah. very weird. Um, I've actually really loved the way that they 
they modeled Marissa Berenson in this movie because she yes. had um they did her up very like kind of like almost like early Joan Crawford mm-hmm. um which I thought was awesome how they had the big hat very her clothes were very more 1930s than Sally's were because yeah. she would have had more money and would have been able to buy stuff newer yeah her hats were more 30s she had the plucked super plucked eyebrow it was mm-hmm. very I thought it was nice that they showed the juxtaposition and yeah. even in Fritz's character too his look was more 20s mm-hmm. than it than it hurt any than any of the other guys because he was poor and couldn't afford so he was like rocking yeah. the boat boater hat which wouldn't have been as prevalent in the you know it would have kind of been going away on the outs for the you know for 31 32 mm-hmm. um so yeah it was they, they i think there's 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 good things about this, the costuming in this movie, but oh, it is, yes, sure. it's very 70s. Yeah. Very 70s. And, but they, yeah, you're right. And, but they did do such a good job of, of, of evoking the feelings and the costumes. Like when, Tal- when Italia walks in the room, it's almost just like this, this fresh, this fresh gardenia flower just sort of like w- yeah. walks into this room full of like, you know, dried roses, you know, like everything mm-hmm. else seems sort of like, like tarnished and not as polished or not as fresh. And she just, she really stands out in this way. Um, just in like how polished she is and how well kept yeah. she exudes and like her, her uh, mannerisms and just that, you know, and again, that Marissa Benson face, it just, it it's, it looks so like aristocracy to me, you know, and that yeah. again, she was in Barry Lyndon and a lot of other things around that time mm-hmm. where she just, she has that fancy face. What can we say? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and honestly, to that, to that point though, is, is like, you got to think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's, it's interesting when it comes to period films mm-hmm. and stuff, there's a lot of that sort of like wagging your finger at like, this isn't historically accurate, blah, 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 all that stuff. But mm-hmm. you have to think about it. Like this movie, straddled the line of like actually influencing current fashion trends so this movie became iconic so it's like you can look at like this movie which was a period film which didn't follow the period verbatim you know wasn't 100% historically accurate but it stands the test of time and influenced the 70s and 80s like it did a it was a massive hit massive. and it was a huge yeah. and it was a huge yeah. influence but then you look at the movie Barry Lyndon which Marissa Berenson was in only like a year or two later which did which painstakingly oh went God. overboard like, yes. trying to be historically <laughs> accurate yeah. to the point where they developed they developed lenses to shoot by candlelight yes they and were using like the, real 200 year old dresses yeah and, like, and they did exhausting. and it just and it's one of those movies that people just don't even register anymore. No, it's just sort what? of like, unless you're like a super, unless you're a super costume nerd. Yes. Um, yeah. It's not, it's just not one of those movies that's on heavy rotation. Whereas like Cabaret is like, this is a classic film and it's yeah. like an iconic film. So yeah. I, I understand people's points when they get kind of like upset about historical accuracy, but I think there's mm-hmm. something to be said about aesthetically pleasing and aesthetically influential there's right. something to be there's some there's something to be said there so right well you and know, i'm defending yeah. this movie as being no. like it's well, i, I it think you're right something there and, and this, no. well and this movie does represent uh not just a point in history where this movie was supposed to take place but a point in history when this movie was made like like i said that 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 wonderful little part it was like the late 60s through the early 70s there was this amazing sort of like old hollywood revival in europe that that really influenced a lot of fashion and 
definitely like with having a, a German costume designer and this movie being like they went to Berlin and really wanted to be authentic you can really see that influence of like it's like old Hollywood through the eyes of Europeans in, in war torn Europe you know I mean like who yeah. are already are seeing it through that lens of like you know so it's it is old Hollywood and it's glamour and it's fantasy but it's through this very dark dingy kind of dirty maybe cracked lens and so yeah. it's beautiful and it's rich and it's talented but it's also a little off it's you know yeah. it's it's and it's extremely like like on the other side of the curtain is extremely sad and terrifying you know um mm -hmm. and and yeah. the other side is just all joy so it's like you know that that it's it's that like living on the edge part that so makes it so real and it's it's great um but yeah like uh, it, it is representative like you can see where this movie would have been tremendously in vogue just even fashion and like this would have hit right at the perfect time to really um, educate Americans on this already this this look and this this fashion that was already here you know like already there um, kind of thriving um, so yeah I think it's really cool yeah. to see thumbs that. up mr fossey fossey thumbs up <laughs> oh god and it gives you the feels it's just so good oh, god and it's, it's definitely so something i related to as i as i was older just the subject matter like oh my god don't it's be surprised so if good. you're like a teenager and you're like ah it's a little weird well yeah it's it's dealing with maybe things you may not be uh i was not around at the time like nobody i knew had come out i didn't really yeah. as far as i knew i know now but like i wasn't really around like gay people <laughs> i know and I totally was but like yeah. I didn't at that time like it wasn't even something in fact if anything it was something you never even brought up and talked about because god forbid anyone knew and then you didn't know what was going to happen to them so it was kind of a a taboo subject and then like yeah. the whole thing of a threesome and like just even sex in general it was like a very eye you know and then it did not end pretty you're like like there was no mm -hmm. finale there was no big the end like an mgm the end so yeah. if you're if you're a younger person or if you're used to that like this is going to be it may be upsetting. Like, don't be surprised if you don't like it right away. You know, it's not, yeah. it's, 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 um, it's very different, but it's still yeah, amazing. And, Give it a chance. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it in a long time, like I definitely oh, recommend going do. back and watching oh. it because this movie, like it's so good. Like I was saying, it's very prescient too. Like it's so, yeah. very, like yeah. it is, it continues to be contemporary. Yeah. Like it's just, there's, it's interesting. Like yes. definitely worth, it's definitely worth another view and, and, and a, a more mature view. It is. Know? And, and when you talk about maturity, like when you think about how old, like Liza Minnelli and just everybody involved, they were quite young and yet so mature, yeah. so mature. And like, like 26 or something. Oh, but she had she already lived a life. She was pretty much already been like, she was 46 at that well, point. I mean, like she had yeah. already seen so much and you see it in her eyes and her face. It's like, she is youthful, but she's just got so much of a, Again, that's where it's very reflective of Louise Brooks. It's such a such yeah. a perfect person to be influenced by because this is another person who, again, very young, but expressed such a knowing look and maturity that is just absolutely haunting in the camera. And not everybody can do that at a young age, really, especially well, yeah, I mean, now. You, have to, you know, you have to think about it. You have she to live some shit. <laughs> really, yeah, you have to watch. I mean, she was watching her mother goose through yes, all yeah, that taking shit. Care, like well, her, God knows what she had. Yeah, had I to mean, take care of. But it's like, and yeah. then also, I just read. Well, watching a lot of documentaries or some um, auto, um, interviews with Judy at near the end, near the end of her life in the sixties, like the fifties mm -hmm. and sixties when she was on the concert tour circuit and all that stuff. She was just like struggling oh, the whole time. Have you time listened struggling. to some of those tapes where she just recorded oh, herself talking? Brutal. <gasps> Don't do brutal. that at work. You will not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 
it's it's it's a little no you don't want it's cry no no you don't want to do heaving sobs in your in your cubicle (laughs) (laughs) but it is no fascinating but but also too it's just um it just gives you just a sliver of insight into what she probably was grew up and was raised around mind you her and her both of her siblings always have nothing but good things to say about her and you know and her mm-hmm, dad yeah. and like and you know they're always like yeah you know we took care of her mom but she loved us and we loved her and we were in it together we knew that she you know things were wrong but we loved her and she you know and, and even when she's on these like that's probably one of the things it's like when you hear her talk and like even though you can tell she's so addled the way she the the the, what, the way her voice sounds when she talks about the love for her children, she just sounds so powerful and angry and so, like, yeah. you know, in it to win it. And you're just like, well, and that's why your kids love you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. as fucked up as things were, you, you know, <laughs> you guys loved each other, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we love you all. <laughs> love you, Liza. <laughs> Happy birthday, Happy Liza. birthday, darling. Yes. <laughs> Auntie Liza. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, God. Well, this seems like a good enough, a good as any place to stop, right? Uh huh. This <laughs> was awesome. I'm really, really glad movie. we watched this movie. I know we could just go on Me and on. Too. It's, it's such a heavy hitter, and I feel like there's so many good talking points. And it is a little bit later than we normally do, but it just really felt right. Um, it's yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of those movies that's really, um, we can't recommend enough as far as like influential fashion and and clothes yeah. and stuff and costumes. Totally. Yep. Well, guys, um, we hope that you enjoyed the show. Yes. Uh, let us know what you think. You can hit us up over on social media. Um, keep in touch. Uh, Old Hollywood Realness on Facebook and Instagram at OHR Podcast on Twitter. You can email us if you have any stories or questions or follow-ups on it. We'd love to hear from you guys at old or Old Hollywood Realness at gmail.com. Uh, you can, if you would be wonderful, if you go over to um, Inst, uh, iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review us we'd love to hear from you read your uh, reviews on the, the air which would be awesome um let's see uh thanks to mr hal lublin for giving us his vocal talents at the opening of the podcast um if you want if you want to you can check out the photo recaps on the website oldhollywoodrealness.com and while you're there you can click our amazon banner and support the show by shopping through the through the banner easy peasy just click that and then shop like you normally would um and that's pretty much it until next time thanks for listening to ohr cabaret bye happy birthday liza (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.